Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekratman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. David, yesterday you said a fascinating concept, which we dealt with in brief, but I want to deal with it a little more because I want to hear what you say about it. The idea that what we pray is what we believe. And that the prayer book known as the Siddur is the Catechism of Judaism. There is another catechism within Judaism. There are statements of belief. But in terms of the specifics of how we live our lives, the larger content of belief beyond certain basic ideas that God exists, God is one, he gave us the Torah, there's going to be redemption. Beyond that, what we pray is authentically the soul of the Jewish people. It's what goes on in our souls and our minds every single day. Well, when we wake up, Scott, we say immediately, I thank you, living and eternal king, for giving me back my soul and mercy. Great is your faithfulness. That's said by religious Jews upon arising before even getting out of bed. And before petitioning our daily bread, we ask for a sweet tooth for God's word. We're going to continue invoking Daniel chapter 9, verse 18. We confess our bankruptcy before God, that no deeds or righteousness have sway over him. We rely totally on his compassion, but we have a duty to praise and glorify and to be God's witnesses in the world. And we say proudly, listen, Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And if you take the last letter, the Hebrew letter of Shema, of listen, and the last letter of the word Echad, meaning one, they come together and form the Hebrew word Eid, which means witness. Exactly. We have a great commission to bring God into the world. We're invoking this every single day. And as Jews, we look at our job, our specific role, to be the witnesses for everybody of God's oneness and God's involvement in the universe and the fact that God loves us. He's not asking for our service because he needs it. He's asking for it because that's what is good for us. We talk about the restoration of Zion, the concept of Messiah, the resurrection of the dead, repentance, God is a creator, God is a redeemer. All of this is in our prayer. Recently, unfortunately, my wife's father passed away. My father-in-law passed away. There is a prayer as people depart from the house of mourning to give them comfort. And we say, may you be comforted among the mourners of Zion. And we invoke a specific word of God, hamakom. There is a theology behind that saying that the soul is back to its place. And there's another idea behind the word hamakom, which means place. The idea of makom refers to God being omnipresent. He's everywhere. And specifically, that's said in a house of mourning. That name of God is invoked there, as well as when somebody is ill and we wish them a refuah lema, a quick healing, we also use the phrase hamakom, the omnipresent, because in places where somebody is ill or, God forbid, somebody died, that's when somebody most acutely feels God's apparent absence. At that moment, we use our theology and use the name of God, which is associated with his ever-presence. Now we're telling the person, even when you feel God most acutely not there, he actually is there as well. Which is the concept that we've discussed previously in our Morning Drive Bible episodes. And we'll even go further, because you mentioned this yesterday. Every week in our synagogue service, we acknowledge that God established the state of Israel. And we say that this is the first flowering of our redemption. 
that means we see that the state of Israel is fulfilling the messianic age. And as part of our liturgy, we're establishing that this is part of our belief system. The state of Israel is not merely a political entity, but on some level and in some way, also a reflection of redemptive hopes. And a few weeks ago, we commemorated the destruction of the two temples. In our prayers on Tisha B'Av, on the ninth day of the Hebrew month of Av, we have a whole separate liturgy to go throughout the entire Jewish history of all of our experiences in exile, and one of the special poetries, keynote, that we have is on the Holocaust. And David, the very fact that on the day that is designated to commemorate the destruction of the two temples, the Ninth of Av, we also commemorate tragedies like the Holocaust and the Crusades and many other things that happened to the Jewish people over the ensuing 2,000 years after the exile began, has a theological message. It teaches us that these are not separate events so much as consequences of our estrangement from God that resulted in the destruction. That liturgy itself demonstrates that by putting the Holocaust and the destruction of the temples on the same footing is teaching us that it's one thing, not two. This helps us to frame our discussion as we go further about the Holy Spirit. I know this is a shock for many people, but we're going to get there. But the whole point of why we're discussing the concept of the Catechism of Judaism, meaning the Siddur, the prayer book of Israel, is to get up to this point of the Holy Spirit. And we're also going to deal with Slichot as well in that context, too, these penitential prayers of the month of Elul. I'm Scott Kahn. I'm David Nekrutman, and blessings from Jerusalem.